the table of the Lord. That's what we're going to be talking about, kind of building up to our midweek study starting in September. And I get the privilege of kind of starting this off and kind of hyping this up a little bit, which I, I love. I have read the book. It's a great book. Uh, I, would t- I would rank it up there. It's just books that I buy that help out in my top five. And so anyway, so when you think about the table you eat at, the home or at dinner with someone, what do you think about? Somebody shout out. What do you think about when you're around the dinner, ta- the dinner table eating? Anybody. No wrong answers. Family. What'd you do today? What else? I didn't hear that. I'm half deaf. Home? Home? Food. A lot of food. I mean, right now, I mean, can you just picture a table spread before you right now with a little bit of, you know, steak, a little bit of lobster, kind of like that, a little bit of Mexican food, kind of like that, a little bit of ham, I kind of like that, a little bit of beans, kind of like that. A little bit of fried potatoes and onions, I kind of like that. I don't know all about you, but I kind of like it all. I, I think about food. So I think about a beautiful table. I think of conversation, and right you are. And let's see if I can figure this out. How do I go to the next screen? So I put a few things. Your alone time with your hot wife. I kind of like taking my wife out and just having me and her sitting alone and eating. Uh, if you're on a date, getting to know one another. Could be a business dinner, a celebration or an event, a dinner of counseling, and the list goes on. The eating of a great meal. And so when you think about that, it can be really uh, a great time. can be a negative time. You can get mad at the table. You can, uh, you can have an argument at the table. Uh, it can make your argument can make your food go bad. There's a lot of things that can happen at the table. But this morning, as good as steak and lobster and Mexican food and ham and all the food that you might like, whatever it is, as good as that sounds, <clears throat> there's nothing like the table of the Lord. The table of the Lord. What happens at the table of the Lord? Psalms 23 and 5, you know it well. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. What a powerful. How many's ever sat at the Lord's table? Amen. Come on, you just sat at the Lord's table in praise and worship. Come on. I mean, you said, when God comes here, we don't have to worry about anything because there's a table that's spread for us. We have the services ready. I mean, this morning, how many was in Sunday school? We were at the table of the Lord during Sunday school this morning. We had an awesome Sunday school. I heard our youth uh, had an awesome shut-in, that, that the stayover, that they had p- children, at, uh, teens at the altar, and they were praying, and Acacia was sharing it in Sunday school, and she couldn't even get it out of her mouth and just started flowing in tears. Why? Because we, was at the, we were sitting at the Lord's table, the Lord's table. So God, God prepares, now I want you to think about this, a table for all of us to eat at. So just picture that in your mind. Think about all the things that God prepares on his table for us to eat. First thing, he prepares grace at the table. How many's received grace? Amen. Come on, come on. Give the Lord a hand. How many's received grace? When God our Savior reveals this kindness and love, he saved us. Not because of the righteousness, righteous things we've done, but because of his 
mercy. Because of his mercy, because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we might inherit eternal life. That's, that's, that's the Lord's table. He's prepared that table for us. And I'm so thankful that I've been a partaker of grace. I'm so thankful that grace was sitting right there on that table. And I was able to get a scoop of that grace. And I'm able to go back and get another scoop of that grace. It's right there on the Lord's table. And I don't know about you, but I often have to go back to the table time and time again to get a scoop of grace. How about you? The grace of God. I mean, you think about it. So, so we see this, that, that, that this table spread of for us and so the first thing we see is he prepares grace at the table i'm so thankful for grace he prepares healing at the table healing at the table there's a lot of good healing moments at the table of the lord how many has ever had spiritual healing this verse of scripture so many people quote this for physical healing but it's really spiritual healing that this verse of scripture is talking about it's not about healing of our bodies even though the lord can heal our bodies i'm quite confident that god can do anything but really this passage of scripture is talking about salvation talking about healing of the soul but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by stripes we are healed, Isaiah 53 and 5. So there's, there's healing. So we receive that grace. We receive that healing for our souls. I mean, you, you've been there. How many souls, I mean, you've really been hurt in your soul at one time in your life. And you experienced the healing power of God. I mean, we've all been there. We've had moments where our soul just aches. Our, servant, our soul hurts. But there's a bowl of healing. So we had the grace and we had the healing. It's kind of like mashed potatoes and gravy. It just goes together. Just goes together. You're going to be hungry before you leave here today. And uh, so, so you think about that. We received the grace and that healing. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to sit at that table. And I'm just trying to paint a picture for you. God gives an abundance at the table. You know, have you ever sat down and you, you had someone over or you sit at a table and there's not enough and you have to just get a little bit? And the problem about that little bit is if you're somewhere and there's just something really good and there's just a little bit of it and you get a scoop, you want a little bit more, right? Right? And, 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 but God's table, is, it's, it's an abundant table. It's spread. I mean, you know, come and dine. I mean, the table is ready for us. It's, it's laid out there. And I mean, it's just a great table. And there's an abundance of it. And I like an abundance of it. And the only problem with an abundance of it is this can happen. Right? And I don't want to treat that abundance with the Lord. And I don't want to be a glutton just because I want to have an abundance from the Lord. But I want to realize in my mind and my heart that there's an abundance of mercy. There's an abundance of grace at the table. There's an abundance of God at the table. And that's what makes the table of God special. Now John tells us, 10.10, 10, that the thief, he comes. What does he do? He comes. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy so I want you to get that in your mind and your heart as you go on through the next month and a half, two months. That the thief, he comes to kill, destroy. I mean, to, to, to just to, to steal it, kill, destroy what God has prepared. He wants to rob you of all that God has at that table. All the peace that God offers you at his table. The enemy's wanting to take that peace from you. Right? All the love that you've experienced. The enemy wants to take that love away from you. That enemy wants to take everything that God has good and he wants to turn it upside down and take it away from you. But God says, there's an abundance at the table. I like an abundance, abundance at the table. 
God gives anointing at the table. And I'm just building a little platform here. Psalms 23, 5, you anoint my head with oil. Think about that. How many has ever been anointed? Mm, see, we need to know our scriptures. Everybody's hand should be raised up high. How many, how many sensed and, and, and experienced the presence of God in the song service earlier? How many times have you been at the service in the house of God and you've experienced the blessings of God? That's the anointing of God. Listen what the Bible Matthew scholar say, the, the Bible scholar Matthew Henry, he says in his complete commentary on the Bible written in 1710, God's anointing in this verse refers to him blessing you for your entire life with the Holy Spirit so much, now we're going to go somewhere here, that your cup of salvation overflows. His anointing isn't just to meet your needs, but also to give you ornament and delight. Oh, I don't know about you, but I am thankful for the anointing of God. I am thankful, in other words, for the Holy Spirit of God, for that triune Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that God's Holy Spirit comes, and now the Bible says He resides in us. And as I said at the table of God, the abundance of the Holy Spirit can flow through me. There are all the days of my life it can flow through me if I sit there and just receive what God has for me at the table. Oh, there's nothing like this. You know, there's a, a tell in the middle, the, the middle Eastern culture. So if you was to go and eat at someone's house in the Middle East culture, uh, that, 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 you know, where he says, my cup overflows. Now, if you're at somebody's house and your cup is, uh, you know, a quarter, a quarter, you probably should go home. They're not enjoying your company. They just, they don't, they don't, and that's what that, so they wouldn't feel, if it's half full, you're somewhat okay, they're somewhat enjoying your company. But man, if they keep your cup full, they keep your cup full, you're enjoying their company. God says in his word at the table that he keeps our cup full, that our cup is full at all times, that, our, that when we're sitting at the table of God, we don't have our cups a quarter, it's half, but God keeps this cup full at all times. At all times, that my cup is overflowing, overflowing, the Bible says, overflowing. See, God enjoys our presence at his table. That, that, you, that, that's awesome. God enjoys your company at his table. He, 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 he delights for you to come and sit at the table. To sit down and just have a feast. A feast at his table. And that's what we do here in church. We sit down and all we're doing is having a feast at the table of God. I mean, nothing will ever satisfy the soul. Nothing will ever fulfill the soul like sitting at the table of God. Picture that in your mind. Picture it, just picture that, that, that sitting out there with the master at the head. Picture just sitting down and partaking of what God's given you that day. You need grace for a loose tongue. God's given you that grace. You need grace to help you get over something. God's given you that mercy. Whatever you need this morning... God's here and saying, come to my table. Come and dine. I'll meet your need. You don't have to leave disappointed this morning. 
You don't have to leave like a quarter full or half full. This morning, Brother Mike, you can leave just flowing over. You can see, I mean, you can just be flowing over. I tell you what, I, I, I just thank God. I, I'm horrible with names, but this brother up here that's playing this guitar, I love watching him because he's into it. He's enjoying his cups overflowing. He's, I mean, he's just into it. I, I told Brother Mike, I love it. I mean, that's someone that's set at the table of God. That's someone that has a story. That's someone that's experienced the power of God. Keeps our cup overflowing. The only thing that keeps our cup from overflowing is we allow the enemy to come in at the table. That's the only thing that keeps our cup from overflowing. You know what I mean? Come on, God's people. Think about it. You really get inspired. You get in touch. I mean, Pastor Daniel's delivered a great message. You go home and you're on fire and you say, boy, this week I'm going to have devotion. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But something just still hadn't connected. You find yourself doing it in a day or two and then all of a sudden it wears off. Why? Because your cup wasn't overflowing. You've allowed the enemy to come in and rob you from the goods at the table that God's prepared for you and you find yourself right back in the same mess of struggling and feeling guilty because you didn't follow through. That struggling and feeling guilty didn't come from God's table. Amen? That didn't come from God's table. You won't find that bowl at God's table. You won't find that bowl of struggling at God's table. You won't find that bowl of just a resentful spirit at God's table. You won't find that bowl. That, that bowl won't be there. So, it leads us up to a lot of things. This is going to be, I believe, a series, Pastor, starting in September, that's going to revolutionize a lot of people's lives and hearts. I believe it's going to change you. I believe you're going to be changed. It's bathed in Scripture. It brings out simple truth. So when I think about a table, it's nice to see the table of the Lord here. It's nice to know that when I come here, I'm going to see smiley faces. It's nice that when I see here, I'm going to see Mike rejoicing when service is going on. I, that's nice. I look forward to that. Our brother up here at the guitar, shine, getting lost. I mean, it's, it's great to see Acacia break down and cry in Sunday school class because the Spirit of God just comes over her and, and, and she's talking about the youth. It's great to see all the elders that I see here, the, 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 uh, just people that come in. Man, that table spread. I, I come to service, service, and I'm looking forward to that, knowing that I'm going to get fed by Pastor Danny. How many is thankful that God speaks? through Pastor Danny. Amen. I'm here to tell you. Look what God is doing. We look around and I look at our baptism and man, it's great that God has that at our table, that Gary's working on that. I mean, it's just great when you come to the house of God because it's secure and you think, man, what a table, what a table that's spread out for me. Man, if you leave, if you leave living water, if you leave service this morning, you ain't been touched, you ain't been fed. I'm here to tell you, you're not at the same table that we are. Right? I mean, you can't, I mean, when I sit back and I just think about the church, I think about how all the things that happen, and I kind of, I'm privileged with the elders, I kind of know the behind scenes. I kind of know the back and forth. I kind of know what's all going on. And it's like, 
Man, come on, elders, isn't God in this thing? <laughs> isn't God in this thing? I'm telling you, there's not a one of us here. There's not one elder here, not Seb, not Daryl, not Mike, not myself, not Garrett, not the pastor that really knows what we're doing. Amen. It's God's table. It's God's work, and he knows what he's doing. And so when I think about the table of the Lord, I can think about a church setting, and that's great because it's secure. It's, it's in a peaceful place, so to speak. I mean, listen, if we come to this place and we're fighting with one another, and if there's a bunch of backbiting, backbiting going on, and there's a bunch of stuff going on inside the body, we're not at the table of the Lord, or if we are at the table of the Lord, we've allowed the enemy to come in. And we don't want that table here, do we? Let's take it one step farther. I don't want that table at home. You see, I, lo I love being here because it's just a great time. I look forward to every Sunday. Every Sunday. I look forward to seeing my brothers and my sisters. I, I rejoice in, in sharing with you. But you know what? This is just Sunday or Wednesday I, I've got to, I don't know about you, I've got to eat seven days a week. Now, some of you might not have to. This boy, pastor can tell you, loves to eat. I love to eat. And I will guarantee you, there can be a plate of food there, and it can be a huge plate of food. You can sit down, you can start. I can be late to the dinner, and I'll guarantee you my plate will be clean before yours. <laughs> what about when we leave here? When we leave living water, what about the table of the Lord then? What about it then? What does Scripture say? Psalms 23 and 5, that God is going to spread a table, not in church, not in a secure place, but He has the ability to spread a table right in the middle of our enemies. Wow. No one likes to eat food with their enemies, do they? But the table's just in the presence of them. The tables, they're not at the table. You're at the table, I'm at the table. I'm sitting there with the master. But that table's right there. And then there's this enemy over here of an addiction looking. There's this enemy over here of sexual immortality looking. Bitterness over here looking. Critical spirit overlooking. And all these things that you can think of, the list could go on and on of unforgiveness looking. And God says, I'm going to put my table right in the presence of all of it. All of it. It's going to be right there. David had many adversaries, if you know the story of David. But in the presence of the Lord, seated at his table, they posed no threat because David had guest rights with the Lord. In the ancient east, the host was obligated to safeguard his visitors from all enemies at all cost. God 
if you sit at the table of God, there's a world of sin out there, right? I mean, if you want to sit there and, and, and you, want to, you want to sit at the table of God or do you want to sit over here and watch, watch CNN News or watch Fox News or watch the Democrats argue and watch the Republicans argue? If that's the table you want to sit at, you're going to be disappointed because you, as a child of the King, should be sitting at the table of the Lord. You should be at the table of the Lord feasting on what God has prepared for you. It is easy for us to get distracted by all these things that want to rob us our seat at the table. But God says, don't do that. God says, I'm right there. And at that table, I am here to tell you that, 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 that my, your cup will overflow. Your cup will overflow. You know, when I think about the story of the Israelites, you think about them. I mean, God knew exactly what he was doing when he led the Israelites out of Egypt. He took them on a course to where there was no hope. In their cells. They get up right up to the Red Sea. There is no crossing the Red Sea. I mean, think about it. God took them that direction. There was a shorter direction. God took them that direction on purpose. You see, God knows what he's doing. Sometimes we'd like to go the shorter route, right? We would like to say, right, let's get, get me there as fast as you can get me there. But I'm here to tell you hype and all that stuff, can, it'll fly by fast, right? It, you'll be happy one minute, but then you'll be down the next. But man, when you all start understanding God's plan and that God's got a route for you to go and that God's got a way for you to go and he has purpose in that, you'll find out that you'll be much more pleased. Your life won't be like this as much as it is. He gets them right up there to the Red Sea. Think about it. Right there. Here's the Red Sea. Here's the mightiest army of that time approaching them. The mightiest army. The Egyptian army. The top, the tops, top brass, top everything, top soldiers. Here comes the chariots. And they're right there. And God says, if you'll trust me, I'm fixing to put my table right here in the presence of what's going on. The problem is, what did they do? It, it would have been better if you left us back there. It would have been better in Egypt. They didn't want to sit there and feast at the table of God and realize that even at the table of God, it don't matter. All the enemies around you, no matter what circumstances are around you, that God says, hey, look, it's time to eat, and I'm ready for you to eat right now even though the enemy's approaching. I can tell you, I've had a horrendous week this week. No sleep. Just, just a health problem. Just, And you know what? I got to thinking, perfect timing for this book. And I said, you know what, Lord? I'm thankful that I'm at your table. And I'm trying to ward off these, these thoughts and these things that come to your mind. And I, and I, I want to sit right here. There's no room for that thought at your table, God. There's no room for this at your table. Lord, I want to sit here because I don't no matter what, God, if I'm eating at your table, good things are going to happen. If I'm eating at your table, your presence, God, is going to take care of me. So many times we want to get off path and we want, to put, we want to get away from the table or we want to invite other people to the table that don't belong to the table. Mm. Mm. It's life. 
the sooner we can get this in our souls. The sooner as we can get right here. Right here, and we know no matter what we hear from this or hear from that or see with this or see with that, when we get it right here and realize that, man, I can be at the table of the Lord, then we start to grow and we realize no matter what that God's going to see us through. Isn't that right, Pastor? Pastors went through some times, him and Barbara, but when they got to the point that they said, I can see God in this, I can see God's at the table, boy, that's when perspective changes, right? Perspective changes. Wow. He puts his table right in the middle of the enemies. It don't matter, David. God's saying, I got your back. And if you read the story of David, he's the one that wrote this psalm, God leading him. Boy, you'll understand a whole lot more. I mean, what a man that God used to help him see who God is. David's story is remarkable. Because he's a man of failure just like we are a people of failure. But he comes to a place of recognition in his soul that he realizes, man, I see it, God. I'm looking around. I got enemies on every side. I got this coming at me. I got this coming at my life. I've been a fugitive all my life. I have to run and run and run. And all I wanted was good for you, Lord. I wanted to do this. I wanted to try this. He gets his eyes off of God a little bit, does this and does that. But then he comes to the realization that I want to sit at your table. And I understand at your table, God, that you're spreading it right before my enemies. And my job, Lord, is not to allow those enemies to come in at that table. My job is to stay focused on your food, not the worldly food. Not what Satan is feeding you. He comes, remember, to rob, steal, destroy. He comes to, to, to kill, uh, destroy everything that God's doing inside of you. See, right now, I mean, how many's been there? We got a house full of people this morning. How many, one, at, at one time in your life, you've been up here with God? I mean, you've been way up here with God, and then you found yourself, before you know it, down here. Come on, does that fit anybody outside of me? Man, you were on the mountaintops, and now you're in the valley. It happens. It happens. It'll happen to you now. You, you're excited. I mean, I see people come through the doors. There's one thing about this church right here. I do not see people coming through the doors. Yawning, and I don't see people coming here like, oh, it's Sunday, we're doing our due. Man, I see excitement when I come here, Pastor. I see people coming. I see that they're getting their praise on. They're ready to worship the Lord. I mean, I come in here Sunday morning early, and I see the men gathering together praying. I see the group up here after they practice, and they're praying for the move of God. They're praying, why? Because they're at the table of the Lord. They want you to be at the table of the Lord. This book here, I'm not promoting this book above the Bible because the Word of God is the only word there is. We would be fools not to think that we don't need to read other things. Just like a song that you sing of praise and worship that somebody has written that has been through a hard time in their life 
and you sing that and you rehearse that song over and over and, 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 and we get blessed by it. I mean, we're sitting here at the table of the Lord and we get blessed by it. I mean, our heart and our soul, we're just getting blessed by that song. It's because of experience that someone had. This is nothing more than just like a song. It's like a guy that had an experience with just one little phrase. Don't let, uh, don't get the enemy seat at your table. You, you're going to see, you're going to see this in this study coming up. And you need to get this book if you don't. And you need to read this book. It's an easy read. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, you'll understand what I'm talking about even in a greater depth this morning. It will help you. It will help you. Because so many times in life, we give the enemy a seat at our table and robs us of the meal that God wants us to eat. And we're all guilty of it. Every single person here is guilty of allowing the enemy to come in. I tell you what, I think great things are happening here at Living Water. I think God has blessed this church because of the path that we're on. How many wants to continue to stay on the path? Are you really? I remember when we was in the other sanctuary, Danny. And I remember it got crowded. And I remember we had to go to two services. And I remember hearing some complaining. Don't give the enemy a seat at the table. It took a lot of work, right? What if this continues to grow? What if we find ourselves back at two services? You see how fast we can allow the enemy to come in? Because you know why the hardest thing to get through skulls is, is through thick skulls is, we're not in some Boy Scout or Girl Scout little group. It's supposed to be our group and no more. I mean, our vision is go you into the world and spread the gospel. That's what God wants when he partake at the table of God. He wants you to eat that, then he wants you to go and give it. And I'm here to tell you, it will cost you something. It'll cost you something. It'll cost you discipline. It'll cost you denying the flesh and saying, Lord, I want to stay with you. It costs something. It comes in so quick. I mean, somebody cuts you off in traffic and you just got out of church and you find yourself that quick. That quick. It can happen with you on the internet. One site. That click can rob you of purity. And rob you the plan that God has for you. Rob you from the plan that God has at the table. That quick. One little wink from a guy or a woman. One wrong touch can cause infidelity. That quick. What I'm trying to paint and get you ready for 
is for you to understand that we are at the seat of God at his table and we cannot allow the enemy to come in at that table that God has spread out for us. I want you to grab a hold of this. I want you to be the person that says, look, I'm not giving up my seat to the enemy. I'm not allowing that enemy to come in at my table that God has spread for me. It's work. It's dedication. I'm here to tell you there's a, there's a lot of things that happen here at this church. But the shame about it is there's only about a third of this church that really works for it hard. And I know that hurts. I know you're busy. I'm busy. I know it. I see. I feel, I feel the darts hitting me. And I guess we could take the status quo and say, well, that's the way it is in every church. It's only the some that do the work and the rest just enjoy it. I think we can be the church that's different. I think we can be the church to realize how important it is for us not to give the enemy a seat at our table. How many in the upcoming weeks is ready to go on a journey? Are you really ready to go on a journey? I think you're going to see through videos, through teaching, through the leadership, through conversation back and forth. I think when we finish this, we're going to be stronger. We're going to have more realization. We're going to see God. And we're going to start enjoying the table of the Lord so much more. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. I want to enjoy what God has spread for me. I don't want to leave this place. And allow, man, I've been at the presence of the, t- of the table of God. I don't want to leave this place. And I don't want to be the person that gets in that car or that truck, gets down the road, gets out of the driveway, and says, boy, that, that preacher, he's a nut. <laughs> you just allowed the enemy. I'm not saying everything. That I say, that Daniel says, the book says, Daryl said, Mike, I'm not saying everything we say is absolute, 100% perfect, spot on. But I sure don't want to be critical of, never, of none of these guys. Because see, that's what he's getting at. That's what he's getting at. When you go back to the story as we wind this thing down, you go back to the story of the Israelites It was so easy for them to start criticizing Moses. Moses, if you read that more than once, they criticized Moses. Moses. They criticized the leader. And I'll tell you right now, I've been in that boat. I don't know about you. I kind of thought Danny was off his rocker a little bit a few times. Especially when he said we'd be in this thing before Easter. Where's Gary at? Gary, where you at? Wave your hand. I, don't, I know you're here. I've seen you. I mean, yeah. It's so easy to get bent. It's so easy to get off focus. But man, I tell you what. I want to stay at the presence of the Lord's table. I want to be at His table. Why? Because at His table, there's an abundance. There's an abundance. At His table, my cup, it overflows. You want to know why I get happy? You want to know why I'm excited every time I talk about God? Because my cup overflows. Why? Because it's about Him. It's about His presence. It's about His table. It's about what He's preparing. Can you say amen?
Come on, group. I don't know if you can see it, the little caption. It's time to win the battle over your mind. That's a good place for us to think about, over our mind. Because right here is where things enter. Right here, I mean, have you ever just got something that got right here and you just started focusing on it and you made it worse and worse and worse and worse? Right? You just made it worse and worse and worse and worse. I mean, I, I, I had to go to this lady that pokes needles in you and, and did a nerve test. And, 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 I, and, and I'm looking at this needle and, and I'm like, and you're going to put that in me? And, uh, and, and, and I'd heard, and the only reason why I was so worked up is I had talked to somebody, and, they, and I told them where I was going. I had to go to this, and they said, oh, that's where they stick the needles in your neck and in your biceps. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And you got to get right here in your mind. It's not that bad. And, 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 I, I, and so I go to this thing. This was a couple weeks back. And I go to this thing, and, and I barely felt it. She was really good at what she did. No, no drugs, no medication. I guess you can stick needles in you if you know what you're doing and your neck and your biceps and, 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 and they're trying to get nerve reaction and, and stuff like that. And I was all worked up about it because I allowed the enemy to come in my mind. And in my mind, if I'd have said, Lord, I know that you created this body. I know, Lord, that you know everything about this body. And I know, Lord, you can comfort me. I know you can give me peace. See, if I would have put that in my mind and just went on, and that's hard to do. It takes discipline. But if I'd have done that, you know, I wouldn't have wasted time worrying. You know, and when this little bitty doctor comes in there with these needles, it wouldn't have bothered me as much. That's a simple little analogy. Take that analogy and run with it on the things that get in your mind. That you battle. That you battle. Everybody out here is guilty. Teenagers. Mom, dad, grandpa, grandma. Everybody battles. Things in their mind. And if we're not careful. We're letting the enemy. Come and take a seat. I don't want that for you. I want you to enjoy. The blessings and the peace of God. This morning, if you're here and you struggle with allowing the enemy to come in at your table by way of mine, maybe you don't know him and you need to come and ask the Lord to come into your life. I hope there's some that comes. But if you are a Christian and you allow the enemy to easily work on you, if you allow him easily to take a set at your table, I want to ask you to find a place of prayer. Come forward and say, God, I want to feast at your table. I want to eat at your table, Lord. I want to eat at your table where my cup overflows, where it's not quarter empty, it's not half, but it overflows. I want to come where there's an abundance. Won't you come as they play? Go ahead, Shine.